Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey everyone, it's Joe Sargentopoulos. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. As always, my brother Tony is here. Hello out there, everybody. You do not want to change the channel today. No. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of a lot of interesting things to talk about today. And, and again, we're going to be taking a totally different approach to, to, to stuff. Um, we're going to be discussing more about uh, uh, what it means to be the best you. And uh, we're going to get into what intermittent fasting is all about. So definitely something you want to stay tuned for. Um, Tony, how's it going? How was your week? It's going pretty good. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what just happened to me about ten minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting excited, uh, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. The adrenaline starts going before before the show comes on, uh, and we're getting ready to record. And I'm thinking about, you know, everything. I want to make sure I add to the to today's topic. And uh, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm cleaning the bathroom, and uh, I'm cleaning the tub, and I'm just washing it out. Uh, you need to do that every now and then. And um, <laughs> the water's not going down the drain. And my mind is going, folks, if you listen to the first show, my ADD is through the roof sometimes, ADHD, you, you name it. And uh, I'm thinking about the show, and I'm looking at the drain. I'm like, why isn't the water going down? What's going on? Oh, you got to be kidding me. The drain is clogged. And now I'm thinking about all the scenarios about how I'm going to handle this situation. But I got to get my mind off of that because I got to get ready for the show. And I stop the water. I'm looking around. I'm, do I pour some Clorox down there? Do I have to go buy the heavy-duty stuff at the hardware store? And I'm going through my um, – I look over, and no, it's just that uh, one of my one of my kids decided it would be best to keep the drain closed. Uh, so the tub was filling up with water. <laughs> so once I came to that conclusion and I hit that, that button there – I mean, I can't believe it. Like a miracle, the water went right down the drain. Yeah. And I said to myself, please don't let the show go the way this just did today. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing how something so simple escapes your mind when you're so focused on what you want to talk about, you know, when it comes to something else. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully our show will go much better than <laughs> what okay. just happened, yes. happened there with, with, with your tub. But all right. So uh, first, before we get things kicked off, we're going to have a 30 second ad here from our sponsor. So be patient. Wait on us. We'll be right back uh, right after this work. So today we want to discuss what we actually mean by be the best you. It's a change of pace from the last four episodes, but as we said before, this show is going to be more than, you know, than just one topic. Um, and you're going to want to probably break out a pen and paper for this one because mm -hmm. I can assure you uh, it's, it's, it's more than just a simple cliche. Uh, that that you'll hear at the end of our shows. Uh, if anything, it'll be a good way to map out your journey, quote unquote journey, to the healthiest and best you that's possible. So, Tony, I know you've got plenty to say here. So, why don't you start things off? Well, uh, you know, the first thing I'm going to talk about is is uh, what I call the three point rule. Uh, it's it's my rule. Uh, and are there more points to be made when it comes to that that simple four word phrase? You know, be the best you. Uh, there's a lot more, um, a lot more points to be made, but, but these three points are something we're going to discuss today, this three point rule. And, um, you know, like, like you just said, folks, don't, don't be afraid. Don't hesitate to grab pen and paper and write things down. Sometimes, um, it, it's essential that you 
look over what it is you just listened to because it helps the learning process that much more. So it's always great to have things jotted down. Go old school for a little bit. No, we don't we don't mind that at all. Sure. But you know, you know, getting into the three point rule. Without further ado, mm-hmm. uh, the first point made number one is this: if the road you travel, okay, to bring the best you out is an easy road, well then, folks, I'm going to tell you something. You not only aren't on the road you're supposed to be on; you're not even in the neighborhood of being the best you could be. Yeah, you know, and here here's an example. If you if mm-hmm. you're complacent, if you know if you're content with where you are with your job or what your commitment uh, to the success of your team is, you know, if we want to talk athletics here for a second, you know, the responsibilities and the commitment you have to your job, to your business, uh, to the success of a team uh, that you're, you you know, you're a member of, uh, you know, because your responsibilities come easy to you and you refuse, absolutely refuse to push the envelope, you know, to look outside yourself, challenge yourself, if you're not going to do that, you know, you're not obtaining the best you. It, it's that yeah. simple. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm so glad you said this, too, because I'll bet most you heard me leading into this segment were thinking like, well, the best way to lose weight, because, again, we equate weight loss with being healthy. Mm-hmm. And what's the best way to be the best you? To be healthy. Right. Again, the podcast isn't just about physical health, although we have plenty to share on that topic. It's about your mindset as well and maintaining a healthy one at that. So that said, I couldn't agree more. You definitely have to be willing to leave your comfort zone because after all, I believe my comfort zone actually built that wall that is preventing me Mm -hmm. to achieve my goals in so many ways. But go ahead. So what what else? What else did you have? And and I I think that goes that holds true for everybody, by the way, you know, uh, as far as building walls and preventing you from from making that next step. And we're going to we're going to get into that here in a second. But, you know, real quick, let, let me just add to what you just said. Uh, as I'm already doing that, uh, our, 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 our deepest fear is not that we will fail at times. Think about this. Our deepest fear is not that we will fail at times. Right. Our deepest fear is not knowing what to do when we succeed. <laughs> you, once you accomplish what you set out to do, many times people will then stand there and go, now what? Now what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now what do I do? Yeah. So it, it's, it's not that we aim high and miss, okay? And, and I, I've heard this before from so many different people, so many different motivational speakers. It's sure. not that we aim high and miss, but instead we aim low and hit. And we continue to hit over and over again. And we, we, you know, we remain in a world of complacency where nothing ever grows. That garden will never grow. You'll never know what you could obtain in that garden, in that world. So... Yeah. You know, basically, you have to be willing to step outside of, as you put it, your comfort zone to really find out the best you. And and a lot of people just aren't willing to do that, unfortunately, you know. But, you know, that leads us, you know, right into the second one, uh, uh, the second rule of the three to three point rule we talk about. And and that one is, you know, if the road you're traveling is short, that street might as well be, you know, it might as well be a dead end. So, you know, in other words, you, you, you're traveling down the wrong road. Success does not happen overnight, folks. If you're trying to obtain the best body, for example, okay, that you can through nutrition, exercise, and mental well-being, and in three weeks you come out and you tell everybody you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, neighbors, people at work, I've done it, I've accomplished mm-hmm. it in three weeks' time. No, you haven't. 
you, you've only you've only just begun. For all of you who are Karen Carpenter fans, yeah, was, you've only I, and there goes my and there it is again because it started singing the song in my head as I was thinking. I was about, about to start singing it to everyone. Yeah, you've yeah. only just yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to spare Absolutely. everybody. I'm going to spare yeah. everybody. But you've only you've only just begun. You haven't accomplished anything yet. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, that's true, certainly. And and even if it were possible for you to achieve it, right? You'd still have to maintain it. And that said, remember yeah. the minimum amount of time to form a, to form a, a habit, a new one, a mm-hmm. new habit, whether it's healthy or not, yeah. it's at least 21 days. I mean, we right. talked about that in a previous show. And, ju- and and that's just for it to become a habit and has nothing to do with achieving your best you, no. right? No. So, and, and, and so what would number three be? Well, be, and you know me, I like to add to what you just said sure. uh, before we, so when you just talked about the 21 days, let's right. not remember, let's not remember. Let's not forget. Yeah, let's always remember. Let's not mm-hmm. forget uh, uh, when we talk about that show you're talking about, when we talked about that 21 days. Right. Uh, remember that where there was a Dr. Maxwell Maltz and a Dr. Philippa Lawley and how they approached it. And the big word there is a minimum amount of 20, a minimum amount of 21, 21 days. days. Right. Right. So, you know, when you're talking about teaching yourself how to drink a glass of water every morning, mm-hmm. as soon as you wake up, that might take 21 days. When you're talking about breaking a uh, smoking habit, that's right. not going to even come close to taking 21 days. You're talking right. about. You're, you're it's talking, a lifelong, it's a lifelong commitment. And you're speaking from experience, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so let's just make sure we understand that as far as rule number two is concerned. And then that takes us, you know, right into rule number three. Sure. And, you know, uh, it, this, this is huge here. The biggest obstacle, I want everyone here to really listen to this. The biggest obstacle that will detour you, okay, on your journey down that road we keep speaking about Ladies and gentlemen, that obstacle stares at you in the mirror every single morning. You may have heard it before, and the reason why you've heard it before is because it's true. Not a day will go by in any journey, in any goal you are attempting to go after where the biggest mm-hmm. critic you have is you. Yep. Now, you know. People could tell you all kinds of things. You know, people are always going to be chirping in your ear. You can't do this. You can't obtain this. You can't accomplish this. You you don't deserve this. Have you ever heard Mm -hmm. that before? Uh, What what makes you think that you deserve this, or why are you even here? You know. But in the end, are you going to listen to them? That's the question. You are the person that has to answer that question. You know. In the end, there's only one thing you better remember. All right. And this is I tell my athletes this. I will tell every single person this I ever run into if we have this kind of discussion. Mm -hmm. Other people's perception of you never has to be your reality. Never. That's right. That's right. You know, listen, I'm going to tell you until recently, I was constantly an all or nothing kind of guy. And so the negative self-talk became the norm for me when I found myself gaining weight. I mean, listen, I topped at 250. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that was from 192. Yeah. But that didn't happen overnight. You know, there was a span of seven years or so that went by, and my why bother because I can't do attitude became a came a part of my very existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I gave up. Mm-hmm. So no one made me feel like I couldn't accomplish getting healthy again. But I was in such a bad place. I felt like I had no one in my corner either. Um, it, it, regardless of what was being said to me, my my self doubt w- wouldn't allow it to uh, to take hold. Right. right. So it's the first thing from the truth. But again, 
negative self-talk can do so much harm. Right. One thing I could say is I've never been one to really much care about what others thought of me, mm -hmm. right? Um, not as far as my beliefs or lifestyles or all right. that. But that said, during those seven years, my shirt never came off when I went to the beach. Um, I, I was very self-conscious about, you know, uh, again, the way that I looked and, and just – didn't feel right. I, I just would not take it off regardless. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're in Florida, you know, in, in July and August, uh, hottest, it's already hot there, hottest months of, of the summer. And there's just no swimming pool, uh, beach didn't matter. It just stayed on. Amazing. I mean, yeah. And, and, and so many people right now are listening to you and can relate. It's a very relatable thing because it's not, it's not just a handful of people. There are so many people out there that are going through or went through the same exact thing you went mm -hmm. through, you know, and, and, and let me, let me point out two things real quick from that, from that, what you just said, uh, when you talk about having no one in your corner or feeling that way, right? I, I could tell you this folks, when you are trying to do something or you're trying to feel better, you're trying to be the best you, you're trying to, to strive for a goal, you're trying to feel better about yourself and you feel, or you are not only feel, but you actually have nobody in your corner, especially when it's the people that you're trying to do it for, not only yourself, but those around you that you care yeah. about. That's yep. a lonely feeling. Oh, it sure is. That's a lonely feeling right there. And, and so, you know, keep that in mind. And, and a quick story here from the exact opposite side. When we talked about this uh, in the first show, when we were talking about ourselves and, and how we got to this point, you know, where right. we're at now in, life, in our lives. You know, I was the other guy. I was the guy, you know, and we were both, we were both skinny kids growing up. Sure. We, we were, I mean, you had legs like Arnold, but, but <laughs> we were both skinny kids. Right, all right. right. So uh, when I got into high school and I was 128 pounds when the sun was out mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, at five foot eight, um, I couldn't gain a pound if I tried. Right. And we would go, listen, in the middle of July, uh, all my eighties fans out there, <laughs> Remember the jogging pants, but you wore a pair of shorts over top of them. That was that was the thing back then. You had your jogging pants on, but you wore your shorts over in, in November. Yeah. But in July, I would wear jogging pants with shorts over them. I'd wear an IOU sweatshirt with another T-shirt over top of that to make myself look bigger, like mm -hmm. I like I was more muscular. And you know, when I look at pictures of myself. I just look like a skinny kid wearing way too many wearing clothes, big clothes. <laughs> in summer, in the summer. Yeah. And, 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 but, but in my mind, it made me feel better. So I was coming from the exact opposite side of the spectrum in that situation when I was in my teenage years. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, and that leads us, you know, from the three-point rule, that leads us right into the next segment, which is a concept we call the rearview mirror. Right. And, you know, when we talk about the rearview mirror, and, and I'll tell you what, again, this is something that you hear people talk about all the time. You, you hear great motivational speakers talk about the rearview mirror all the time. You hear coaches talk about the rearview mirror. You hear mentors talk about the rearview mirror. It's a great concept, mm -hmm. right? And we have a very bad habit uh, as a human race, as a whole. We tend to dwell on past mistakes and failures. We dwell on them. Folks, I am guilty as charged. We make a mistake, and that mistake, you know, that mistake from a psychological standpoint determines the rest of our day, determines the rest of our week, sure. our month, our year. And unfortunately, at times, it will determine the rest of our life. Yep. And, you know, and what people need to understand is, is that nobody is perfect. Nobody. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone says, well, we understand that, but yet we still succumb to that. Yeah. And, you know, we make mistakes. We, we, we fail in the moment because, you know, they are important parts of the process to climb the ladder of success, by the way. Sure. You've got to step into failure all the way up the ladder of success. If you didn't fail on your way to success, you didn't succeed. That, that, that is absolutely positively the truth right there. All right. Let's be transparent here. Okay. Uh, this is our fifth episode, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And here we are in April, this episode airing in April, mm-hmm. fifth episode ever. And we're going to be very transparent here. This show at this point is over two months old. You know, it's actually a couple months more than that because we began our, our, our recording and our editing sometime before we actually started airing the shows. Yeah. So here we are in month three or four, let's say, will it succeed? We can't answer that. Yeah. We can't answer that, but I'll tell you this. If it doesn't, it won't be because we didn't exhaust ourselves with passion and determination to make, make it succeed. If it fails in the moment, we're going to keep going. We're going to find an Avenue. Okay. To we, this is, we have to set an example here on what it is it, to be the best you. You can't let failure stop you from what you strive to be, you know? And so with every road bump we hit, I'm using us as an example on two brothers, one Mike, I promise you, we're going to learn from it. That's what you have to do. And then you got to move on. And then you got to, you got to figure different ways, you know, and you can't look back, (laughs) quit looking in the rear view mirror, everybody, you aren't going that way. You're not going in that direction. Yeah. And, and I think it was, and I could be dead wrong. Was it Thomas Edison when they asked him uh, how he felt about, he, he, he'd failed thousands of times mm-hmm. uh, in, 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 in his inventions. And he said, he just merely found a thousand different ways it didn't work. It was Thomas Edison. That's if I'm not mistaken, I'm, we're, we're going to have to look that up, but yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it is definitely Thomas Edison. Yeah. But, but that, that, I mean, regardless of who said it, Nobody may have even said it. I don't know. Uh, you know, you see these memes on on Facebook, and they put right. a face and then you got to do research. And, and yeah, you have no idea if that person said that. You know, you, uh, you definitely uh, have to do your research. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but that being said, uh, it, it still holds true, though. You know, regardless, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've always said we we um, uh, we learn from our mistakes, we learn from our failures, and those are the things that uh, you know that that help us to succeed, right? And right. so that's just it. Now. That said, you know, listen, there's a a very influential man that I have listened to my entire life. Okay. Um, and, and now, you know, with modern times, obviously we have YouTube and we have Facebook and, uh, I used to go to church to listen to the man, but now, uh, his name is Bishop David L. Thomas. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm putting okay. it all out there because, uh, anybody who's listening to this, if, if you're looking for, um, you know, listen, we're talking about the best you, and I still believe that we are, we are three parts, right? We are spirit, mind, and body. All right. And if you're looking for the spiritual side of things and, and, and there's some things that, that you want to address there, uh, I would just highly recommend him. He, he's, he's, he's a, it's a non-denominational approach to things that uh, uh, you, you may find a lot of success with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he has these things called anchoring <clears throat> moments and, and he does a great job at that. One phrase that he constantly refers to is stinking thinking and how much impact this thought pattern can have on our lives. Right. Stinking uh, thinking. Stinking thinking. It goes okay. right with what you're saying as far as the, the rear view mirror, you know. Okay. Uh, and, and in one of his more recent posts, as, as of 
you know, the, the time we're recording this, he talks about adjusting yourselves for the winds of change, right? In fact, I believe the way it went, uh, when it comes to the winds of change, really voluntary or involuntary, uh, we can either curse at the wind or adjust ourselves. Mm-hmm. And listen, like Tony said, none of us are perfect and we've all made mistakes, but think about two things when you find yourself dwelling on the past. One, the past is a chapter of our life we refer to when we're when making future decisions. It's there to be learned from, never dwelled upon. Right, right. Never dwelled upon. And the thing is, that is not just about us as individuals. I think that I think that if we start to to to, to open our minds um, uh, as a society, I think it, it, it could it could serve to be very advantageous to us mm-hmm. as a whole as a community. Definitely. Uh, and and aside from that too, you know, cursing out the wind just makes you look nuts. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. imagine yeah. you're sitting there and you're upset and you're just screaming and you're expecting a change. I mean, nothing is going to happen. You might feel a little bit better afterwards, but that wind of change is still on the way. And whether you choose for it to come or not, trust me on this one, <laughs> you better just adjust those cells. Right, right. Uh, and and that right there, that's good stuff. I mean, everything you said right there is good stuff. That, that, that gentleman there, I had not... I've never, I have not heard of him, but I'm definitely going to uh, uh, look him up and maybe um, see, uh, you know, what it is he has to say. Sounds like, a, sounds like a very inspirational human being. I mean, and anytime someone can inspire me, I'm willing to listen. Anybody? Yeah, he yeah. He, he does these things are called mentoring moments. It's like yeah. he usually does them right after he gets off his treadmill. <laughs> yeah. he, he has this, this, you know, he 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 he, he is a Christ follower. He. he you know, he, he talks to sure. God and, and they have their thing. They have their conversation and uh, usually about what it is that he's going to talk about that day. And I'll tell you what, the things that he speaks of, it, it really does hit home uh, again, regardless of what one may believe or one may, you know, it, it, it he really speaks to heart. Right. So. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely worth it, I think. Um, and, and, you know, that that leads us right into segment three. Um, uh, of the show and, and, mm-hmm. and what we want to talk about here. And, you know, arguably, arguably the most important part of the show. I think I say that all the time. I think everything is, I think <laughs> everything is so, to me, everything is so important that I will, the next show, I guarantee you, I'll start it off with, you don't want to change that channel. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep saying after every, every, every time I'm speaking and making speaking points, I'll probably say this might be the most important part of the show. Um, I, it's just, it's just something I do just uh, more important than the last one, but not as important as the maybe, next. maybe yeah. since we're not talking about the last one anymore, <laughs> yeah. but it, you know, in, in this part here, what we want to talk about is your emotions and the role they play in being the best Jew, mm-hmm. your emotions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so many of them, you know, arguably, you know, like, like I said, arguably the most important part of the show today and, uh, sure. it, it, it hit. It hits home big time for me. Sure. And anybody who knows me and is listening right now, whether it's my mother and father, uh, I'm sure my <laughs> brother will chuckle and there he goes. Uh, and, uh, you know, my sister, if she's listening right now, if people at work, whether it's people I work for in Lordstown and General Motors or people I'm working with right now in Lansing, Michigan for General Motors, uh, my best friends that are like brothers and sisters to me, uh, they may be laughing uncontrollably right now. <laughs> and so maybe I give them a moment to regain, you know, control Recover. themselves yeah, before, <laughs> before I continue on here. Uh, because, you know, folks, when it comes to emotions, I'm an emotional guy. Uh, I don't, I don't shy away from that. I don't act like it's not me, but this is something that I always have to keep in check. 
Uh, it's who I am. And, and so, you know, what we're talking about now is very much me, very transparent here. Okay. Uh, bottom line is this, uh, when emotions control a decision-making process, I don't care what, what it is. All right. You definitely drop the ball in the decision you make. They absolutely cannot play a role in that moment. All right. Right. You know what, too, real quick. Yeah. Key words you're saying here, I think, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right in the moment, because a lot of people, are, you know, we want to react. And of course, you know, there have been plenty of times when I've been offered a job or uh, had some involuntary uh, had someone actually involuntarily devalue my work. And it's right. very easy to do in any work that's involving art. I mean, I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. And so some people just kind of, uh, you know, they, they 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 really only look at a price tag and they don't really look at everything that goes into the, the actual creation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and art is, is subjective is subjective by nature anyhow. So uh, what I may see as something that is intricate and may require additional work, someone else may not see that. Right. And, you know, they'll try to talk me down in price for, you know, an extensive amount of work. And in the moment, I'm angry because, like, they don't see the value I place on my services. Right. And then I'm impatient since no matter what I say, they keep talking money. And then you're a little fearful and anxious in that moment, too, because you also don't want to lose a potential client. Right. So in the moment, there's so much I want to say and quite honestly, some things that I wouldn't mind to do, but I found that if I take their name, give them my email address, have, have them write to me, everything that, you know, they, they want me to do. Mm -hmm. It it gives me like this cooling off period, right? right? Where Mm -hmm. I can make sure I, first of all, that I make sure that I have a full understanding of what's going on. I said, you know, for their needs, but, but to apply with what you're saying, you know, sometimes you need to take a step back. Right. And, and that may be for a day or two. It may be, listen, I'll get back to you, you know, before you go and obligate yourself to a certain set of plans, uh, before you go and obligate yourself to a job or whatever it may be, uh, you know, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm interested. This is something that I would like to do, but you know what? I'm going to need a moment. Let, let's, how about, you know, we get this down in writing and, and, uh, uh, we'll, we'll take a look over these, but, you know, in other words, I take my time of preparing that response yeah. so that it will come, uh, it, it will never come off anything less than professional. True. Um, you know, so again, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to put it in an application. Uh, again, you know, it's that, that in that moment thing where we're trying to make a decision uh, and that can happen in any way. You know, I know some people that, like you said, if they've achieved their goal, now they're overly happy and now they want to sign up for the next big thing. Maybe, I don't know, sign up for a gym membership for the next year. Right. Whoa. You know, (laughs) you know, that's commitment, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you see what I'm saying? There's there's certain things that and I'm not saying the gym memberships are bad. Of course not. But it's a you know, you have to sit back, give it some time, even even if you're accomplishing what you want to. It's in the moment, you know, that emotion. Yeah. And and, and that that goes uh, a lot with what, you know, with my business, with TKS Mm -hmm. Athletics and and you being the individual handles who handles all my technology, you know, all the technological all the technological um, things that go into ideas, concepts that go into TKS Athletics, everybody, is handled by Joe. Uh, he handles my website. He handles, you know, whether it's my Facebook. He, you know, it basically handles setting up all my Google Sheets and Google Docs. And, and I go in and I am technologically ignorant. Uh, I know what I need to know, but don't push myself to know more. 
uh, and, and probably should and probably will as time goes on. I think I actually have learned a lot. But that being said, um, when it comes to this business, you already know this, but these people don't. There's a lot of times that people would frustrate me. Um, and so instead of getting angry at the customer, I have done a fantastic job of not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I just simply changed my business plan to make the commitment more acceptable uh, or sure. to, to, to me. In other words, uh, if you're going to do this, I'm going to change this around now and you're going to have to commit to it so that you see results right. where the, the money part of it can be important, but not the most important thing. Right. I mean, you're looking for results here and we need to get results. And there's a reason why, you know, we don't just come up with, you know, you know, pricing things, you know, a certain way just because. Sure. Uh, and, and so it's it's a matter of what you feel you are as a professional and what you're bringing to the table. So you right. can't get mad in the moment. Right. And so I understand what you're talking about there. And I think there's a lot of people out there right now, especially that own their own business that can relate to everything we're talking about right now. So, Absolutely. you know, that being said, it can't be just about anger, irritation and frustration alone. Uh, that that's not, that's not really the case. You mm -hmm. know, we're talking about emotions from every angle, you know, happy, excited, sad, or angry, you know, content, sure. passive, anxious, you know, these are some of the, you know, the emotions that come to mind. And the, and the one that we're going to touch on today, okay, we're going to, you know, eventually touch on all these, but today, maybe one of the most important ones, fear. All right. Let me add that in there. Definitely a key factor in decision-making. And I'm going to point out a, a paper today, a 45 page paper, a study. And I'm not only going to point this out today because I'm only going to point out one section of it. I'm mm -hmm. going to keep going back to this paper throughout anytime we're doing shows like this. So, you know, th this paper was, was, was written in 2014. Uh, cool. Several scholars, you know, from the University of Harvard, uh, Claremont University, Carnegie Mellon, University of California. You know, it, it, and those are the four. Right. It was published in the Annual Review of Psychology. All right. Okay. The paper talked about the emotional decision-making processes we encounter as humans, and it put them in eight different themes. All right. Okay. So I'm going to point out one theme due to time constraints, because if I was literally to go through this entire 45 page paper today, yeah, this, this, show, would, this would be a six hour show. Yeah. yeah this would be a very long, right. very long show. Yeah. And I'm going to invite anyone who wants to read this 45 page paper to do so. Uh, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, these people really did a fantastic job of bringing out, you know, emotional decision-making processes it, it, and how they work. If you have the, the link to that, make sure you get it to me and I'll, I'll put it in the description for this as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, as time, as time goes on, all right, we will, you know, always refer back to these themes uh, in other shows. You know, and the one that truly caught my eye immediately was the theme of integral emotion. Okay. And its ability to influence decision-making. Now, integral decision-making can be when you are in an emotional state that causes you to make decisions under conditions, you know, based on fear of one option, leading you to make a more complicated decision. So one of the options is scaring you for one reason or another, and it's causing you to make more complicated decisions rather than the easier one that's going to actually be more beneficial in the long run. This, this sounds familiar, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah sure. So, so, so fear is a powerful emotion. We all know that. It's a necessary emotion too, folks. We all know that. Sure. But, but it's a powerful one that can determine your ability to make 
more more well-rounded decisions. So yeah, here's a perfect you know here's a perfect example right here, and this was given in this particular paper, and it was a study. They 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 did their investigations, they did their studies, they did their research, and and this one was a study done in 2004. It was highlighted, okay, and uh, it was pointing out people's fear of flying. Now, how many people are afraid to fly? I'll raise my hand immediately. But I'll tell you this right now, I'm flying if I got to get from point A to point B and get something done. Sure. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of being in the air. Once I'm in the air, I'm okay. Not a big fan of it. But I'm not driving from here, okay, which right now I'm in Youngstown, Ohio, to Daytona to do business. All right? I'm not driving. I'm flying. I'm not driving 15 hours. So, you know, so that being said, you know, despite the facts when looking at stats, showing that an individual's possibility of suffering a fatality in a car rather than a plane is extremely high. Sure. It's a significant percentage when traveling the same distance. Like I just said, if I'm traveling from Youngstown to Daytona by car Mm -hmm. or by air, the chances of me being killed in a car crash are significantly higher than flying in a plane. It doesn't matter to most people. It really, it just doesn't matter. Nope. Despite those facts, okay, despite those facts, people still choose to drive <laughs> rather than fly in many cases. This reminds me of John Madden. For all you football fans out there, John Madden, legendary <laughs> Hall of Fame coach, <laughs> and turned announcer, uh, so many comedians out there that imitate him. Sure. Um, and John Madden, from my understanding, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, he had a he had a bus. He drove from one location to the next across the United States the entire football season to do Monday night football. He refused to get refused. on a plane. <laughs> refused to get on a plane. So, you know, as it stated, once an integral motion attaches itself to a decision-making process, I'm doing this no matter what, it's extremely difficult to detach. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that could be a major problem. So fear is a serious matter when it comes to making the best decision you can make. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, what's more, and this isn't part of any research that I've done. I said that, you know, boy, this sounds familiar. But yeah. from my own experiences, I've found that with fear, you can get stuck in this kind of like recurring loop of indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. In fact, anyone who has dealt with that nagging feeling of constant worry and um, dealing with the what ifs, right? Yeah. What if right. This, what if that, uh, mm-hmm. Knows this to be, it's what well, we know it as GAD, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which for those who don't have GAD, uh, is generalized anxiety disorder. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I've been dealing with for a huge part of my life. Uh, It all came to a head a couple of years ago. Um, And, you know, really, I I wish it never existed. But to be honest with you, you know, um, I've learned how to get a grasp on it. And hopefully, as we carry on into further episodes of this podcast, Mm -hmm. all all of that journey will, will, will won't all be for naught, right? Mm-hmm, right. Uh, because really how we approach things mentally, how we approach each day from the inside out is going to make all the difference when trying to reach our goals. Right. Regardless as to whether uh, whether they be nearsighted goals or farsighted goals, our mental health and clarity is, the, is, is always the driving force. And it's either going to push you toward or pull you away from the best version of you. Right. Right. Now, all of that said, I found a paper from Penn State and talks about integral emotions and decision making and found it to be pretty interesting, interesting um, as well. 
Um, yeah, like I said, it was from Penn State. They actually referenced that same 45-page study that you were just talking oh, I, about. I, I'm not shocked. I'm not, it's a great study. Yeah. 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 I, 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 and again, I'm going to continue to refer to that 45-page study, you know, from time to time uh, during shows we do of this nature. Yeah, because I truly enjoy how they point out emotion and the studies behind this concept. And, you know, they kept their studies to a minimum as well because they had time constraints put on them. Uh, these, these four, uh, people from those four different universities. And, and so they kept their research to a minimum and I don't know what the sample sizes were with the researches and you know, studies that they did, but they, they weren't able to really get as far into it probably as they wanted to, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, a fantastic read. So, you know, folks, listen, this is what we're talking about when we use those simple words, be the best you. It's not just like like Joe said earlier. It's not just a cliche. It's not just a term. It, it means so much more. There's there's meaning behind it. Those four words mean a lot. And the more we talk about that, and the more you understand that, I, I honestly believe, and, and I, I can tell you right now, I could speak for Joe here. We honestly believe you will take these concepts, use the mental approach into the physical approach when it comes to your nutrition, when it comes to your diet. You put that all together. And you will accomplish anything you want to, but you have to want to. You have to want to. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It, it's always left. It, it's always left on on that person. Exactly. That's something that you have to want to do. Nobody can force you. Uh, you know, something I used to uh, an, an analogy I've always uh, used with some of my friends that that uh, uh, you know that I've seen struggle just through life. You know, just life happening is that, you know. Listen, if you think of life more like a hill, right? Um, uh, it, you fall down it. I'm at the bottom of the hill every time and I will pick you back up and show you what direction to go, but it is on you. I'm not pushing you. I cannot mm-hmm. push you up that hill. I got my own hill to climb. Right. You know, I will show you the direction and I'll be here every time, every time you fall, I'm here. And, and there'll be even times where I could catch you when you're slipping, yeah. but you can't, you can't depend on me. It, no. it starts with you and, and, and your willingness to make that difference. And exactly. that's, that's really what it's all about. Right. So, well, 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 in real quick, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a coach, as a trainer, you even if you could push that person up that hill, you're doing them an extreme disservice. Disservice, absolutely. By absolutely. pushing them up that hill and yeah. them being comfortable, sure, because they have to do very little work to be the best they can be. So. And once they achieve that goal, was it because they achieved it or because you pushed them? Now they've depended on you, and that whole sense of accomplishment has been diminished. So, again, yeah. a huge disservice, absolutely. Yes. So. yes. Okay, so with that said, folks, uh, as you heard earlier, we're, we're doing the sponsor thing now. And although I can promise you we aren't going to kill the podcast with them, um, they do help pay the bills. So uh, when we come back, we're going to switch gears and start to talk about intermittent fasting. All right. Welcome back, folks. See, that wasn't so bad. So let's talk a little bit about intermittent fasting, keywords, little bit. All right. Um, You know, we've talked about the parking lot uh, explanation as far as how our body breaks down glucose and uh, how, you know, glucose uh, uh, then is conveyed into our liver or muscles and then stored as fat. Uh, in our adipose tissue. Um, and, and that's a very true thing. And, and so this is kind of where intermittent fasting comes in. Uh, intermittent fasting uh, or time-delayed eating, I, I guess, is the new, the new way that it's being phrased. The new fad. Yeah, yeah. The, way, the way it's being phrased. Uh, it, it, the way that it works um, is it's actually giving you the ability to tap in to that fat for energy. 
And we're not talking about the ketogenic diet. We're not talking about anything, you know, keto in nature. However, I'm not even going to go into that. We'll we'll, we'll get into that in the next Different rabbit hole. But right. So I I will say this, though. Um, That is the idea behind intermittent fasting, okay, is that you're, you're, you're giving your body time to deplete all of the glycogen that's in your liver, in your muscles, and now it has no place else to get it but from the fat that that we've you know that that is added accumulated. up over yeah. yeah that is accumulated over time okay so that's really the whole crux of it now there are a lot of benefits of fasting and I'm gonna let Tony explain that yeah and and, and folks listen okay uh, there's so much to talk about all right and and the great thing is this all right first of all we're just gonna touch on this real quick this is the mm-hmm. we're getting towards the end of the show today and this is just a preview of what's to come. All right. Uh, and there's so much to talk about. Like I said, and you, if you stay aboard and learn the ins and outs, you're going to see why we picked this one first to discuss intermittent fasting, because I don't care if you're going keto. I don't care if you're going to go paleo. I don't care if you're doing low carb, the carnivore diet, whatever diet you pick, whatever lifestyle eating style you pick. Yep. Intermittent fasting plays a huge role in all of them. Uh, and that's why you're hearing about this one first. Sure. The benefits are scientifically proven mm-hmm. time and time and time again, study after study, the research is there. And in a time right now where that's what everybody says, okay, well, the science is telling us and everybody is following the science and everybody believes the scientists and they believe the doctors. Yeah. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. You can't cherry pick. Right. right. You can't decide when science is good and when science is bad. Right. We are following the science as well. And the science is right here. OK, the science proves time and time again how important and how beneficial intermittent fasting is to the human body. So we're going to bring that to you. All the benefits that are going to come, you know, they're just some of them. Weight loss is what everybody is looking at, right? Sure. Weight loss is is, is a byproduct of all yeah, the other it, benefits. It's, it's actually the perk, right? It's actually right. a perk to everything right. else. But it perk does happen. Right. It does. Yeah. Again, you're you're going to access that fat, so weight loss is going to be a thing. Yeah, and, and that's the perfect way of putting it. But it's going to be weight loss the right way, right? All right, and we'll talk about that. So you know, you're 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 decreasing your insulin resistance. We've already talked about that. We're gonna we're gonna really get into that. You're improving your immune system. Sure. Um, did you hear what I just said? You're improving your immune system. I wonder how that can help out. Yeah. Uh, you're increasing muscle growth and decreasing stored body fat. Okay. You're burning stored body fat as your primary source of energy. Yep. The process of autophagy is another benefit. And it's cellular rejuvenation. I can't wait to talk about this. It's it's still a concept that is still being studied closely. And it's, you know, it, it, all the benefits that come with that and what they're finding in their research as we speak. Uh, it's just a fantastic fantastic concept uh, Tony, know, real, real quick on autophagy the, uh, the founder of it didn't he just recently win a nobel peace prize he for did. autophagy he did that's right he I did and you know what i can't remember what what year that was 2016 that wasn't that long ago no and and, and you know what we're going to make sure we bring you know the, oh, the exact certainly. year in the gentleman's name because he deserves that recognition certainly so so um uh, obviously uh something worth you know worth you know researching and listening to you and then and then the last benefit that we're going to always talk about is we're going to tell you, put the science aside. Let's mm-hmm. talk about just lifestyle, okay? What is one thing in today's world that we can't get enough of? Time. 
we don't have enough time. We're all over the place. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. Folks, you're talking to two guys that if you want to compare your schedule to ours any day of the week, let's go for it. Yeah, we absolutely. know what you're talking about when it comes to being busy. You have no idea if you could change the way you eat, how much time that's going to save you. No idea at all. Uh, we need that. So I'm telling you now, don't miss the next show because I think it's going to be the most important one. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> awesome. All right. So as you know, next week, most important one, It's good. we're going to get much more uh, in-depth with intermittent fasting and what some might consider the most important aspect of it, which is autophagy. And autophagy, just to kind of you know, shine a light uh, on it, 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 it's how our bodies regenerate. Okay, through this given process. I mean, if you want to look it up, get an idea of what we're going to be talking about, sure, go for it. Uh, but but that's what it is, and it's a very huge, uh, uh, huge uh, prospect of intermittent fasting. So, until then, I need to remind all of you: be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Voice messages for any questions or comments will be found in the link in the description. Uh, I believe there might even be a button somewhere i don't know look for it I, i'm not even sure we haven't put any out yet we haven't published this yet yeah. i don't know where they're going to be but be either. there'll be something for you do you have questions opinions comments whatever you can leave them there absolutely and folks i say this as we leave with a lot more meaning behind it this time be the best you all right everyone be sure to join us each week we release new episodes every wednesday morning 9 a.m eastern standard time Yes, Coach Tony and myself. Thanks for listening. Take care.